0: Hello, hello! Welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone De Rochefort, and I'm joined this week by the inimitable
1: Christina Warren, senior tech editor at Mashable. How are you, Christina? I'm good. I'm good. It's been kind of a busy and stressful week um, from a work perspective, but I'm good, and I'm I'm super glad to be back with with my with two us. favorite ladies and my, my one of my favorite hours of the week that I spend with you guys. Oh. So I'm. I'm so glad. glad. We
0: missed our usual recording date this week, but now we're finally reunited, and it feels so good. So So good. good. (laughs) I'm also joined by Brianna Wu, head of development at Giant Space Cat. How are you doing, Brianna? Are you okay with being second this week? You're not second in my
2: heart. I know. I mean, you're I tied know. in. No, we're all equal in. here, except like Christina, who's pretty awesome. So, yeah. Like, it's yes. like Christina. And right, then right, right, right. Like, yeah, we're just, we're the backup singers, you know? I'm, oh, I'm gonna please. With that. I'm I'm the <laughs> show. Yeah, um, so Christina, I've got to ask we're all so Christina, I have to ask you, I have to ask you, you mm-hmm. know, like there's a whole bunch of Apple stuff coming out next week, so I know okay. you probably can't say anything, but like, is your entire arm filled with Apple watches right now, like do you just have like 10 of them on your arm right now? Could, could uh, you say I, anything?
1: If, I cannot if comment. You I cannot, cannot confirm, comment. I cannot confirm or deny. Okay. Do
2: you have mm. an Apple Watch around your neck, like Flava Flave? Do you have that? Can you comment on
1: that? I can neither comment nor deny. Oh, man. I can neither confirm nor deny. I, I I cannot comment in any capacity whatsoever.
0: So I think we can assume that Christina is only wearing Apple Watches right now. No clothes, just covered in Apple Watches. Swimming in Apple Watches, I guess. Probably using a MacBook as a pillow. You guys are going to get me fired. Okay. We're not talking about no, it. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, what
2: we're talking about is how you couldn't talk about that if it
1: were the case, yeah. so, right. Well, I, I don't know what we're talking about, is right, all I'm saying. Right, I mean, I, I know that, that, that you know, the pre-orders happen next week, but that's the only thing I know that's happening next week, is that pre-orders happen. Do you know this what time
2: that, that's going to happen? Like, is it going to be one of these things where I have to get up at three in the morning to, to order it? Yay. Probably. Oh, I mean, awesome.
1: although, you know, usually they do it um east uh, West Coast time, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it'll be like 3 a.m. Our time is what I'm assuming. Uh, real coast time wow. is what I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. That, I love
0: living in the past compared to you guys.
1: Hey, you we, live, we, we could all oh. live in Australia and live a day in the future. We could do Ooh. that.
2: Do you get to like see movies first in Australia?
1: Uh, well, you're no, in the future. You, so obviously. so right. obviously, although you actually usually see them late because of, uh, right. you know, like release schedules. Yeah. 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 But, um, since we last spoke, you guys, I, uh, I went to Bob's Burgers live. <gasps> You did. Oh. Are you a changed woman? How um, do you feel? I am. I I feel amazing no it was really fun yeah, so they, they the practice
2: did, at work
1: so they did like a nine city tour and it wasn't that well publicized like a lot of people didn't know about it and basically they went to a number of cities um, across the, the US and um, I did not get tickets in New York but I got tickets in Washington DC so my husband Grant and I got him tickets for his birthday we took a train right an Amtrak down to DC um, went on uh, last Wednesday night um, stayed the night and then left again Thursday morning so it was a real quick trip but it was really cool um, it was at the Washington Theater um, or excuse me the Warner Theater in Washington D.C. But what they did is um, each of the cast members um, you know all, all the main characters um, came out and did um, you know about uh, you know 20 minutes of stand-up oh and um, so you got to see kind of their their stand-up personalities and it was very funny um, uh, the, the voice of Tina Dan Metz, he actually that's his real voice which <gasps> is very weird seeing it come from a dude's basic like, body <laughs> and that it's not a put-on like it's literally his real voice and then the whole cast, and actually the guy who plays Teddy, um, was a special guest, and um, Lauren Bouchard, who's the creator of the show, all came out, and they did a table read of a two uh, two thirds, two acts, the first two acts of an upcoming episode. Oh my gosh! And so that was amazing. You know, we didn't get to see what the animation looks like, but we heard them doing the table read which was super cool and getting to see them do it all in all of their voices and then they did like a, a fan Q&A where they answered questions that people submitted ahead of time um, I did not pay for the VIP package because <laughs> of how expensive it was for us to get to DC and back for right. one day it's yeah. particularly expensive yeah. Um, but apparently, you know, for the VIP thing, they had additional Q and As and signed things. So uh, we came back with two Bob's Burgers posters, a Bob's Burgers T shirts, <gasps> and a, a, a Kobe Corey, uh USB thumb drive, um, and a couple oh of Bob's gosh. Burgers stickers. So um, it was amazing. I was amongst my people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your people, your people. I was amongst Burgers. my people. Yeah. We, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying because P- I forgot my Louise ears, but there were a number of people <sighs> who had ears, and 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 you know, it was just all people you know about our age who are fans of the show and. Sure. That's so no, cool. it's, it was cool. So no, it was one of those really fun times. And, um, I mean, I hope they do more of that. Cause to me, like, I know that at Comic-Con, they always have a, a big presence there and they're beloved mm-hmm. at Comic-Con. Um, you know, but this really, this was fun. I think this was really good yeah. to see another side of the cast and, uh, to kind of get inside into the show I mean it's it's such a great show
0: they do that with uh, Welcome to Night Vale too they have just touring live shows and I think they do a separate story from the story that's continuing on in the podcast but it's so cool to see to see them like act out those voices and everything and do it live it's ah uh, it's thrilling <laughs> So fact, Simone, I have to ask
2: you, what, what ask have me. you been up to this week? What oh. wonderful! I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> an adventure as great as Bob's Burgers, but did you come you, close to that, really can? Yeah.
0: No, no, because I we okay, so we decided to play Mario Party 10 this week, <gasps> and is it good? Is it good? Is it good? I I enjoyed it. I okay, is we didn't necessary. enjoy the Bowser mode. Bowser mode? There's Bowser mode? Oh, my God. Too many questions. So there's like the regular party mode where you're all in the car going together. And then there's Bowser mode where one person has the gamepad and they play as Bowser. And we thought that, you know, that's going to be great. Courtney can kick our butts. But it was kind of not fun for her to be Bowser and to attack us. And then at one point, so towards the end... Uh, we we were all sharing hearts as players in the car and Nicole lost all of her hearts and she got kicked out of the car. Like she couldn't do anything else. She was just like grabbing dice and giving them to me. And that was really kind of sad to end the game like that with only, only – I was the only person left in – still in the game and that was it was kind of just like a really disappointing ending but the regular mode i really enjoyed uh the part that i haven't enjoyed all week is editing my gosh darn laugh compared which is very loud I, I feel sorry for... what are you
2: talking okay because the
0: audio we did a let's play okay my laugh is horrible i am a loud horrible person with a shrill shrieking laugh and courtney no. and nicole are both well-mannered, what lovely, are you quiet people. About? No, I, I don't know. Maybe we should ask Mike about it because no. if he's editing my laugh every week, I feel
2: bad for him. Simone, you. You I will, love your laugh I Shut love. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It I will like not have you laugh-shaming yourself. Okay. <laughs> not on the show.
1: All right. I'll do it after the show. No. <laughs> No, stop um, it. Yeah, yeah, that's Thank that's you.
2: frankly ridiculous. Thank like,
1: you. For so I'm not trying to laugh.
0: However, yeah. I will say from a technical standpoint, right. as a person who does not have a lot of experience editing audio, it has been a struggle. To work with just like balancing out uh, the input of the mic and then yes. editing everything together in audition was separate I worked with separate audio tracks for the first time this week. Mm-hmm. And it was literally hell. It took me ten hours to do this one video. Yeah. And I just finished it this afternoon. But you're so. learning. You know there's an app called skills. Levelator.
1: Oh, there is, yeah. Give there, it yeah. to me.
0: To I'm them. I'm writing this down right now. Levelator? yeah the level later it, it it basically adjusts um, audio levels it's really great right now more mm-hmm. than any anyone you are the one <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so if i sound like this evening it's because i've been listening to myself shriek in my oh. headphones for like 10 hours straight
2: <laughs> you are the best period thank just, you just period end of story so you guys are the best yeah 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 the cool thing is like I mean I remember when I was learning that stuff it's kind of a pita at first but like you're developing a skill that's like going to serve you very well through your whole career so you you know bite the bullet and learn that crap
0: that's what I've been mumbling to myself all day like everyone's working and I have my headphones on and I'm just sitting here going I'm learning something new (laughs) I can't wait to be better at this (laughs) we're always learning every day <laughs> uh, my favorite part of doing
2: a podcast with you is how you just break out in the song I, I love <laughs> it I, uh, I don't have enough joy in my heart to do that like if I did it would be the Ursula song like you know so. <laughs> Poor unfortunate, <laughs> right.
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Oh what? my God, you guys. Speaking of the Little Mermaid and Ursula song, yeah. I had the creepiest campaign. Okay, so I get creepy mail every single week from <laughs> from companies, and at this point, I think companies are just freaking trolling me, right? I mean, at a certain point, because I've had I've had embalmed bull penises sent to me, I've had dicks sent to me, Ew. I've had marsha- twenty pounds of marshmallows sent to me. Um, that's, I've had I, I, get, cool. I get weird, weird stuff, right? Well, this was really bizarre. It was a movie promotion. For some upcoming movie that, that uh, Jason Bateman's going to be in called The Gift, and it's some sort of thriller. But basically, the first thing I get was this handwritten note with, I, so I have like a, 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 a Ursula, like it was a Little Mermaid and um, Flounder toy. It says, you know, do you remember how you like loved playing with, with Little Mermaid toys in the bathtub when you were young? Oh. I just saw that you got married and I thought about you and thought, oh, if you have kids, or, you know, I don't know if you have what? kids, but I don't know if you have kids, but if you do, they should totally have some to play with. Um, do you miss Lawrenceville? I do. Um, see you soon, your friend Gordo. Now, I'm from Lawrenceville, and apparently they got this factoid about me from Twitter, I'm assuming. So this is weird. And then what the, the next day, I get um, printed out on Polaroids a number of photos from my Instagram, one of them being the house I grew up in. <gasps> One of them being like 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 my bunny ears with me in my ears. One of them being me on a wrecking ball. Other stuff with little comments written on them. And then it included a key that had a link to go to the trailer for the movie. And obviously this was a really good viral marketing campaign for this movie because I'm talking about it. But yeah. it's creepy as hell. It goes along with the plot of the film apparently where a guy from Jason Bateman's past comes back to him. And he's like, I don't know where I know you from and whatnot. But the fact that like they went – and they didn't just do this for me. They did this for like a lot of people a lot of um people who cover movies and, and um it it you know, BuzzFeed for showing um a bunch of different like, you know, blogs and, and websites got this sort of customized attention and it's creepy as hell. I mean brilliant oh, yeah. but creepy as hell because it's like they really did like a customized yeah. thing just to me. And I was totally unnerved. And like knowing that it's a campaign, but I was still like completely and totally unnerved yeah. by the I wonder I mean, how much money yeah. that costs
0: B in the climate that I guess yeah. women professionally live in. That's really Horrible. like that would freak me out.
1: Uh-huh. No, I wasn't freaked out because I knew it was some sort of movie promotion mm, thing. Yeah. Um so I wasn't I wasn't freaked out. Um and, and it does go along with like the conceit of the film. I think it's actually a really smart viral marketing campaign. It's just it, but it, it's kind of an example of how much we really do put of ourselves in social yeah. media, and the fact that a marketing agency would go through the trouble of going through all those details to, you know what I'm saying, to like yeah. promote. I mean, it's 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 smart, but yeah, it's sometimes I feel like
0: question. marketing people live in an alternate dimension where certain things are socially acceptable that aren't in our planet. Yeah, I, it is certainly. I, it, it has my attention <laughs> like I, that is totally attention grabbing you're right it, it's brilliant from a viral perspective but from a moral perspective like I don't know that I, I it, I'm it not would
2: make me very uncomfortable
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, I was
2: okay with
1: it. I mean, but but well, as you I also said, haven't
2: I, been the target of gamer gate for so well, months, Well,
1: well, so yeah. Well, well, <laughs> well that that and I've also knowing it was from a PR agency, knowing it's from a viral marketing oh, an, adver- an advertising okay, right, agency, knowing right, that they're right, behind right. it. That's why I'm okay with it. I know I know that it's, the people behind yeah. it aren't creepy, mm-hmm. but it's still creepy. Makes you think, even when you know it's part of a campaign. It kind of puts in perspective all the personal stuff we put out there, the fact that people can can capture all that stuff and, and bring it together. Wow. Um, and but but also, what I was gonna say is, even granted, I have not been the target of Gamergate, thank god, and I'm very fortunate, but I've also, you know, I have weird stuff sent to me literally every single week. Like I said, I think that companies are trolling <laughs> me. I mean, I had Cat yeah. food come in, oh my gosh, the um, a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's just weird stuff, you guys, like weird stuff. So
2: I'm going to start sending weird stuff to your house, too, Christina. You should. I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm to no. find weird stuff right now. I'm going to
0: send you weird stuff, and the first thing is going to be me. I'm going <laughs> to climb out of a box in your apartment. <gasps> you know how excited I would be if that happens? Super mom. excited. I'll even bring 20 pounds of marshmallows.
1: Like, that's just no- a normal day for me. about
2: that? Come on. That was
1: actually, yeah, she's Christina. <laughs> No, that was the best one. That was and that that was uh, somebody threatened that I didn't write about a startup. He would send me twenty pounds of marshmallows, and I was already planning on writing about a startup, and I did write about it. But he did actually he <gasps> and he was in Austria, and he sent me twenty pounds of marshmallows.
2: That would be great. I don't oh, know why
1: was I was doing that.
2: Like maybe I would.
1: I mean, I like know. I'm not saying that every if you want me to write about your startup, don't do that because it worked once, it won't work at another time. Right. But but I will have to I I totally have to give it to to him. I have to give it to John. It completely and totally worked.
0: Yeah. Yep, you can yeah. send me 20 pounds of marshmallows. Uh, I'm just putting yeah. that out there. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that on the internet. It would, <laughs> anything could happen, but I would, I would definitely eat 20 pounds of marshmallows. No, you wouldn't eat 20
1: pounds, but you could eat some. I, I mean, are you going to have, do you have any peeps around? Cause it's like I have a Easter. marshmallow party.
2: Oh yeah, it is Easter. Mm. I don't like oh. peeps. I I don't understand
0: how oh. humans eat That's because you have no joy in your heart. Right. I
2: also like candy corn. I like candy corn as well. I love
1: candy corn. You know what I love? I love Cadbury eggs. Oh, well, yes, yes. The fondue center. Like, I wish I could just eat the filling, though. Like, that's, like, my favorite thing in the world.
2: Really? For me, it's double stuffed Oreos. I I will just, like, so I'll do this with my husband. He'll be in the house. I'll look at him. I'll just go, double stuffed to kind of like like subconsciously get him to do it his ears will perk up and he'll be like what and then like i will often as i'm like recording a podcast before and i'll be like double stuffed oreos (laughs) so then like when i come out of the podcast it's just lo and behold some double stuffed oreos have appeared in my house and it's wonderful so oh man i have so much awesome stuff to tell everybody about this week but i feel like we should start the show <laughs> so yeah, maybe i will i will squeeze that into the end under what are you up to professionally so absolutely awesome look forward to it all right all right wait wait a minute we gotta stop rocket we gotta stop rocket right now frank frank hey frank, uh, what, frank, what what, frank.
0: what what's up? Hey,
2: by the way guys this is my husband four time Hugo award winner One, two, three, four. frank four Four Hugo awards that's right um frank yeah, uh-huh. When's the last time you backed up your data? Ah. Uh... <laughs> uh... Come on, Wait. Remember, I got that I got that hard drive. It's orange. You plug it in there. You orange. run that utility. It runs, utility. like, all day long and, like, backs up your hard drive. Mm. And then you drive it out of here in case, like, you know, her office burns down so it's off-site backup. You've been doing that once yeah. a month, right? Uh, in Earth Month? <laughs> yes. Yes, in Earth Month. Oh. um, When's the last time you backed up your stuff? Uh, it's um been a while. It's been a while? It's been a while. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, you know this is kind of important. I mean, it's like all your art, right? Oh, like, God, my art! Your art. My right? art! Oh, everything okay, now you have you, my attention. Right, everything you've done your whole life. Oh, But geez. you realize if our, our house burns down, it's gone, right? Uh, well, that would suck. Oh, God. All your paintings poof. Ah. <laughs> All your sixties oh! rock and roll no! just gone. Oh, God. Just gone. No, gone. not my sixties rock and roll right. Wow, I live. Okay, so well, seriously, backing up your okay. stuff is important. Yeah. Okay. So so you've gotta do this, right? Yeah, I suppose. So yeah. from now on you're gonna like If plug... only there were some technical wizard that would tell me what to do. <laughs> well, I tell you what you can do, Frank. There's this product uh-huh. called uh, Backblaze. And what Backblaze. We do... Backblaze. And what we do is I just install it on your computer. You and install yeah. I install it on your computer, and then this problem just poof. Goes away. Poof! Really? Poof! Awesome! It will automatically back up all your stuff. There's no throttled uploading. There's no gimmicks. It's just five dollars a month, and we don't have to keep having this discussion, right? Oh, so we talk about Star Trek instead. We could talk about anything else instead of offsite backup. So does that sound good? We'll go get Backblaze right now. That that sounds awesome. Okay. Okay. And and I get to keep all my art and my '60s rock and roll. Even if ever, even if a nuclear (laughs) missile hits our house. You will still have all your art, so I could still play those songs that you don't like. Yeah, anytime I want. <laughs> I think of a nu- because they'll never go away. If a nuclear missile hits our house, we'll have bigger problems than your rock and roll. So, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, have you updated your iPhone? You're uh, on... Yeah, we're on um, six. <laughs> no, we're not on. We're on iOS eight. You mean there's more iPhone? systems and there are rocky movies that's not right <laughs> yes. you gotta update your stuff <laughs> how could you have a phd in bacterial genetics and not Just, know how to update your iphone genetics has nothing to do with get electrons. Fine. Everybody out there, if you don't want to have this discussion with your spouse, just go get Backblaze and then move on and do something else. It is worth $5 a month to me to not have this discussion. So our thanks to Backblaze for sponsoring Rocket.
0: (laughs) All right. So this week, uh, the streaming service OnLive was bought by Sony and promptly shut down by Sony. Oh. And they've been having problems for many, many years. They actually had laid off basically everyone in 2012, and then in 2014, OnLive sort of relaunched uh, along with in partnership with Steam. And um, but it's never really been smooth sailing since then and we learned a, a lot about the history of this company this week when we were researching this and it's just been a drama fest um yes why do you what say do you, that no it seems very uh-huh. why very drama
1: free it well seems, for first all, let's tell people what OnLive yeah, was yeah. yes
0: so online OnLive was a service that was supposed to allow people to stream games without physically buying the game. So you would have a subscription. And you would be able to play the game on basically any device, uh, whether it be your PlayStation or a tablet, something like right. that. Um, the, the which original is crazy s- cool technology.
1: Yeah, the original service worked with, I think they had, because um, I actually still have one of the original OnLive things someplace. Like I think it worked with... Oh, um, cool with uh, one of the Google TV prototypes oh. and or, or one of the different Google TV models. And I think one kind of hooked up with um, sort of you could use it with an iPad and basically you got like a wireless Bluetooth controller and something that would connect to a set-top box or in some cases a set-top box itself, you know, running software on it. And then the idea, like Asimone as said, was that basically, you know, the cloud is taking care of all of the graphics processing yeah. and, and all of the movement and then you're able to stream the game um, yourself and, and control it and there's not supposed to be any lag it's supposed to work just fine. Yeah. If this sounds like PlayStation Now, that's because that's what it is. PlayStation Now actually originated as a service called, I think it was called Galki. Um, Gaikai. That Sony, Gaikai, thank you, Gaikai, that, that Sony bought in, in 2012 um, and basically beefed that up and used their own infrastructure to create um, PlayStation Now. Um, but um, OnLive, in its first iteration, did not work that well. There were a lot of kind of problems. It required first a a pretty high, um, you know, a a fast connection. Um, Mm -hmm. And and then there was just kind of, you know, they had kind of a desktop service that that would work with different things um, and then a couple different devices. But it worked okay, but it it never really worked great. It
2: didn't really work for me. I've used Mm the service quite a bit. Like in, in 2008 when I was kind of, well, yeah, when I was really getting into Macs, you know, it was really hard, like, making that transition from, um, you know, PCs, mm-hmm. because gaming was so much stronger yeah. on there. So, you know, I used it quite a bit, but, um, you know, it's like you said, uh, Christine, the performance was just never there, the software was wonky. Um, you know, here in the United States, like, our broadband is kind of not yeah. the best. It's very inconsistent. And um, I don't know, it's just, um, for me, if I'm if I'm playing a game, I want, you know, a good, consistent quality with it. They were saying it was this sort of
0: it. sort yeah. of thing where if someone buffers a YouTube video when you're playing a game, your game gets interrupted. And that's...
1: Exactly. That's right. That's a death, death sentence for a, a streaming service of yeah. any kind. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: No, and, and I mean, I think that the one of the biggest problems um, too was that, I mean, part of it was that it was um, a little bit too early. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when it basically uh, first came out, you know, um... Broadband wasn't really where it is, where it's at. Cloud computing wasn't where, really where it's at. And we didn't kind of have the, uh, you know, um, I guess penetration of devices where this sort of thing could really work. You know, and, and since then, obviously, you know, Steam has kind of come out with similar platforms, obviously, with Steam Play. And, and obviously mm-hmm. PlayStation has done things. And, and um, you know, cloud computing has gotten faster and and better for, for gaming. Whereas in the beginning, it really was more about data and not on graphics, which are, are two very different things. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that even in 2012, it was it was not um, a, a great um,
0: it
1: was too experience. Sooner. Yeah, it was too soon. It was completely it was completely what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and I, you know, it was funny when they laid off everybody the first time. I actually broke that story because somebody who worked at OnLive at the time, you know, sent me a text message saying, "Yeah, we all just got laid off. We're in the bar." Wow. And it was. I'll never forget. I'll never and I'll never forget this because we uh, at Mashable were having kind of a, a a staff day where we were all just kind of a bonding day, and we were only taking intermittent uh, shifts to to cover breaking news. Cool. And I happened to be wearing the editing cape and hat. Which, editing, you know, there's actual gosh. editing. Cape? There was a, there actually was a cape and um, <laughs> and, and and a Mickey Mouse mouse ears that, that were you know people on editing duty because the site was basically not being. It was a Friday. It was kind of a slow news day. Wow. And we had pre-planned features uh, drummed up, but rather than playing ping-pong with everyone else, I had to write up the story because (laughs) the news broke. Um, And I think it's the the first and and only time Kara Swisher has ever had to quote me. (laughs) Um, because I because I broke that story. So
2: since you broke that story, uh, you know, one of the things I thought that was you know, most interesting about it was you know online employees in 2012 kind of alleging that the company fell apart because of well basically ego from their CEO. Yes. Like, did mm-hmm. did you? you know, obviously, they were laid off in very horrific circumstances. But I mean, like looking at that as a journalist, did you find any truth to that?
1: Yes. I mean, that's that's what they kind of told me. And, and I mean, the whole thing was just kind of a mess. You know, the, the guy who started it, this, this guy, uh, Perlman, Steve Perlman. St- Steve Perlman, you know, he had a lot of really great ambitions for the service. And he talked a really great game, but he didn't really back it up. Yeah. And their technology wasn't really where it needed to be. They were very visible, and they hired really good people. Mm-hmm. But they just weren't able to really deliver on what they were setting to do. And I also feel like it was one of those things where they were um, totally, um, you know, biting off more than they could chew. You know, they're announcing uh, coverage with everyone and they, um, were partnerships rather not coverage, uh, partnerships with mm-hmm. everyone and it, it never amounted to anything. And they kept selling the same, you know, idea over and over again. They were doing it for years And it never really got any better. Um, And after they laid everyone off and they kind of relaunched, you know, uh, it had the same name, but it was obviously different people and different stuff. And and they had their patent portfolio and granted it was a better ecosystem to kind of get in on then but at that point you know they still didn't have the infrastructure in place to really manage what Mm -hmm. they needed to do which is why again I'm not surprised that you know Sony bought the patents that's what they bought and then they shut everything down Yeah. Um, I mean even in 2012 they had no users I mean that was one of the big funny things and what people talk about ego is that Steve Perlman had these grandiose visions of how many people would be playing so they had were preparing for all these simultaneous players and you didn't have anything like that and the thing is is that would with cloud computing, you should be able to kind of run up and run down servers based on need, but they weren't really doing that. They were buying a lot of stuff outright, you know, based on the idea that they would have all these people oh, connected at once. Gosh. So it was just poor planning, you know, kind of ego and greed on his side in terms of what he wanted to do in vision. I mean, the whole thing is just, as you guys said from the offset, total drama. Well, it's, it's like seemed, at the same. Oh, God, oh yeah, no, it, please, it, please.
0: It seems like at the same time he was also kind of burning bridges with the companies who were providing the games. It yes. Said that, uh, Gaikai got um, a deal with EA before
1: OnLive did, and then he pitched a fit, if I can say yes. that. Yeah, yeah, and he basically threw a, t- a temper tantrum. And, and, you know, for a time, you know, the Gaikai and, and OnLive rivalry was pretty – high up there. And the iron ironic thing is that when they were both fighting, they were both in stages where neither company really you know, they're making <laughs> deals with these companies, but not the experience still wasn't great. We were still a few years away from exactly. when it could work. I mean, honestly, I feel like Gaikai, the reason that ultimately ended up succeeding is because Sony did what the only way you can do this correctly, which is to start to build it into the hardware itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, I think that the idea of being able to do kind of a a pure, you know, cloud computing gaming platform I don't know if we'll ever really be there where it'll be an experience that'll be as good as having hardware backing things. But, you know, to kind of do the PS Now stuff and kind of doing what PlayStation and and Xbox to a lesser degree are kind of doing in terms of, you know, Mm -hmm. the way they download content to kind of manage things, um, I think that the idea that you can kind of have... Forces maybe working behind the scenes to add extra power to show more shaders or more things and into and, and to deliver content in the future. You know, we might be able to do you know bigger, more robust games if we don't have quite the processing power on the main system, it can be done oh. a little bit on the cloud. I think that makes a ton of sense. I know I,
2: they... I, I have a lot to say about that from like yeah, a developer point that? of view. <laughs> um, you know, PlayStation Now is interesting because. Like from a development point of view, one of the really frustrating things about Sony hardware up until this generation has been you know it's not XA6 based. So you know to very to completely oversimplify this, like a lot of the middleware there are extra steps to like get it to run and stuff. And PlayStation now is really interesting with the PS4 being like an XA6 based system, and you know they're basically getting things that you know ran on this basically Motorola hardware and like recompiling it and sending it over. And, you Yeah. Know, it and it's it's solid. Like PlayStation now at my house with FiOS, it's solid, but mm-hmm. it's not great. And it right. just doesn't like the colors mm. don't pop. Um, no, I couldn't you're really right. Sense yeah. any lag, but that is trying to solve at least a tangible problem, which is, you know, they don't want to recompile these games, so they're going to emulate them. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, someone this is where I kind of want to throw it over to you. Like, we're thinking about online. Um, yeah, just to be honest, like, I would rather have, I would rather go buy the CPU so it's at my house so I had the most stable mm-hmm. system. Mm. Do you think there's a market for this? Because it seems to me it's like, I don't think there's a huge power difference between a PS3 and a PS4, like as far as the game you get at the outcome. And it's amazing to me as I use my iPhone sometimes, I'm sitting there thinking like, this is much more powerful than my Wii was <laughs> for all those years. Oh God, don't and, even talk
0: about Nintendo graphics. <laughs> well,
2: but that, I mean, my overall point is like yeah. this kind of like distributed idea of us needing like more and more power for the graphics. I actually don't think that's true. I think we've really reached a plateau where this stuff matters. Um, I mean, so do you think that? Do you think that you have people out there that can't afford like PS3 level hardware or PS4 level hardware? Like, what what market
0: do you see for this? You know, I feel like for for a streaming service like this. I mean, we've talked before about Netflix and how it's so popular with college students. Mm-hmm. If I think that there is a market here for that, or that 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 that, that demographic could be the market, because if you can't drop sixty dollars on a game, but you could pay fifteen dollars a month for a subscription, even just to test the game out to see if you really want it, that could be a big difference. On the other hand, I I don't my my roommate who was born in 1993 and is a baby is such a huge graphics snob. It is ridiculous. It actually makes me angry because I'll be playing something that to me looks perfectly fine, and he'll be like, Ugh, "This is hideous." And I'm like, "Oh my god, shut up and go back to the '90s." I don't get right, away from me. Right, 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 right. So, he, but on the other hand, I mean, it kind of with hmm, with graphics. I think it it really depends on the style of the game. Something more that's meant to be more realistic
1: okay.
0: needs to look good, whereas something that is a little more cartoonish and stylized. I don't think it needs to have that much power behind it. Um, But really, like, I don't know. I think that owning games and sharing your own games between your own systems is always going to be more tempting than being able to stream something that you don't own that might be laggy, that might be interrupted at any moment. Like, there's there's so many factors that could go wrong there. And in the end, I think you feel like you're – You're kind of just borrowing something that's less quality in the first place and still paying for it.
2: I think the kind of price sensitive consumers that, you know, ostensibly are going to want online service because, you know, they don't want dedicated hardware at home. I actually think they're not going to care about graphics. Do you see what I mean? And I think like I think that service is going to be chasing this very, very price sensitive consumer which, you know, I see this absolutely every day in my job, where mm. you have an entire generation of people they are grown up to complain if, like, an app costs $2, 3 4 <laughs> right. And, yeah, you know, they that just is will not play pay for a $60 game, which I think is not their fault. I think they're mm-hmm. raised in an economy where they got the shaft, so right. I have empathy for that, but I'm well, saying, and, like, and, and yeah, the race, please, And they're raised yeah. the
1: in a reality where, you know, they get enjoyment out of things where they didn't grow up buying cartridges that absolutely. cost that much money. Absolutely. So, so, so yeah, their value proposition for what something costs, that's what's different. I don't even think it's so much the economy. It's that you know their their minimum for what we I mean. You know when we grew up, I mean it was fifty four ninety nine for a Super Nintendo cartridge. Yep. You know, same thing for a Nintendo sixty four cartridge. You know, then it was like $49.99, forty nine ninety nine, forty forty four ninety nine, sometimes thirty nine ninety nine for a PlayStation you know game. And and you know those prices have remained consistent despite inflation happening. Um, you know those prices have remained consistent <laughs> over the years. And so you know to then you know, go all the way to the bottom where it started at $10 for iPhone games and then drastically got lower than that, I kind of mm-hmm. can't blame people who grow up. But that's, that's what games true. cost. Well, I don't so they Knowing like how it, yes. popular
0: Steam sales are, actually thinking back on how, how Steam has kind of made a name for itself by, you yes. know, everyone rushes in for the Steam sale and then we don't play our Steam games for months and months and months. You're, I think you're definitely right about I, that, actually. I, I don't mean to get the... Yeah, it,
2: I don't mean to get the show off on like a let's complain about price sensitive consumers, but I mean, in relation to like the online discussion, I think we're talking about the market. So what Mm -hmm. is the market out there that wants to pay a flat fee to stream games? What is the market out there um, that's looking for this product? What's the market? Like, Christina, you gave a use example I'd never heard of, of like supplementing a graphic, like a a PlayStation 4 or 5 with like... Extra Mm -hmm. amounts of graphics? I mean, I I don't know. I'm I'm wondering what the the use case yeah.
1: That I think could be a valid use case because I actually think that could be a way where you could use parallel processing computing, cloud computing to back up things and and push more polygons and and maybe go further. Maybe we're not there yet, but maybe that's how you are able to kind of overcome, you know, the, the the seven year gap between console generations. You know, maybe that's how you get through that is is by doing that sort of thing. I think that's actually mm-hmm. smart. Um, I But I think you, your bigger point, which is kind of what's the problem this is trying to solve, is a really good one because we, I think it's the same thing we can say with the reason why OUYA and, and GameStick and all those things have, have been colossal failures. Um, the fact of the matter is, not just that the experience of playing Android games on a TV has typically been pretty terrible. (laughs) But the thing is, is that people, you know, you think that we can lure people in with a $99 box and say, oh, you can play these games on your TV, and and people just want cheap, fun, easy-to-use games. And part of that is true. Part of it is also people who want those, I think, kind of, you know, the casual gaming audience is really content with their iPad and their iPhone and their Android phones and tablets. They don't necessarily want the TV experience, and if they do... Paying more money for an actual console where they can also have the downloadable content and, and get some access to those, you know, Xbox Arcade and some of those other sorts of things. And, you know, the, the indie games that might be, you know, less resource intensive and that might be less expensive, they can get that same sort of experience without needing to have a kludgy interface. You know, of an Ouya. Mm-hmm. You know, Ouya has been a total failure and, and it's a pretty terrible product. So, I mean, I had high hopes for it. I backed it on Kickstarter and it was a complete waste of money, um, at least for me. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like, but they, I feel like everybody thought that everybody was just going to run out and buy these $100, you know, things because, oh, who doesn't want to play, you know, Candy Crush on their TV? Well, it turns out people really <laughs> don't kind of want it. They'd be just no. as happy doing <laughs> it on their phone or on their tablet. You yeah. know, the, the experiences are different and, and casual gamers Aren't maybe drawn to to consoles um, in the same way, and it's I think that that's kind of why we see such a disparity. I mean, you guys would know better than I would, but I feel like that's why we see such a big disparity between the fact that more people are gaming than ever, and yet it yeah. seems like the console world is basically you've got like your your indie cred games and you've got your high end AAA titles and nothing in the middle because you're basically appealing to two no, audiences. No, and here's the thing Right of, on
0: that. Yeah. Here's the ahead, thing so. about OnLive is that from my understanding they never had quite the game library that would draw in people yeah. who who say wanted the more I, experiences like destiny that probably wouldn't be on there i mean it's dead now that's yeah, not right. an option but yeah. these the kind of cultural touchstones these huge games they never made those deals they never were able to deliver that content it was all old stuff and in that if they did have the new stuff and the the service worked and didn't interrupt you i when the, when it comes to the graphics issue i i think you're right we could you know some people, for for some people, it's a deal breaker. For some people, it's not. But when it comes to interrupted play, I think that is a yes. deal breaker
1: for sure. I think that's a deal breaker, and I think latency yeah. is one of those things they still never really solved because that's yeah. the biggest thing. You know, when you're especially with online games, yes, like, that's be, a killer. Be, be, right, because you know, I mean, if you're off by a, a millisecond, I mean, we all know this from you know playing WoW and things like that. If you're oh off even God. a little bit, <laughs> it changes everything in in, in, your, in your game. And yeah. and you know, to, to have everything else behind, I mean, it's bad enough when you're in you know in a first person shooter back in the day or, or an mmo back in the day and and you have latency but if you've got it where literally everything is having to redraw and catch up i mean who wants to be part of that experience especially if i'm going to pay for it especially if it's a subscription at that point i might as well yeah. just buy you know a xbox 360 or ps3 which is cheaper than a modern you know than the newest console yeah. and play and, and go to GameStop and rent games i mean and the you know it's
0: like if you want to if you want to play the Older games, bigger older games. You could buy all three Mass Effects for thirty dollars. Yeah, for a Steam right now. Exactly. For yeah. Steam
2: <laughs> I have to, um, you know, Christina, just to come back to the the idea of like adding polygons to to something. I my mind is boggling at what. A huge engineering challenge that would be. I mean, you have you have some companies like Blizzard. They're really good at scalability. Um, right. You know, like I, I think World of Warcraft is is a brilliant game in the technical sense. Like they pick this really bright, beautiful art style, which is actually really low poly with really right. low bone count. Um, and then you look at Starcraft, and and they build their games from the ground up to be very scalable in the The texture detail and like a lot of the spec mapping and particle effects and things like that. But notice the operative word, like they build that from the ground up (laughs) because they plan that from the very beginning. Because like who plays a Blizzard game is a very wide variety of systems. So like uh, to think of the service like doing this, it, it might work for a game. But to, like, work for all games, it's just not – it's it's not feasible, you know? I wasn't trying to –
1: right. No, I agree. I wasn't actually saying that for a service to do it, it would work. It was more the idea that – and actually, I mean, Sony has mentioned they kind of have, I think, visions of maybe doing this with PlayStation. is making it part of the SDK and part of what they're allowing their game developer kits – so making it part of when you're actually building a game for a console, it takes advantage of the fact that there could be in the future these cloud processes that you could build into your game from the ground up to add those additional experiences if you wanted to do that. That's if, what I was talking about. If
2: you wanted to, that that could work. But I, I think you can never say this often enough. Go look at a PS3 game like Mass Effect Three, and then go look at something like Bloodborne. And what are they using their computational power on? They're doing it on per-pixel speculation. Um, LOD is a lot faster for something like Batman. You know, like um, what's the new in Arkham City, Arkham Knight? Um, yeah. you know, they have LOD and texture streaming is really awesome. But I I just feel like that's is not the right problem to solve right now. And and I, I just also have to say, like, you know, OUYA died for the exact same reason on Live Died. I have friends that are working on OUYA right now. And actually, I would say some of the products, the direction they are currently going makes a, a justifiable sense for me. Like, OUYA is still operating. But the reason OUYA died is they brought this thing to market and they thought a lot about the design of it, but they didn't get a freaking game library. Right. And mm. that's the same problem that OnLive had. That when yeah. people like me that were you know had a Mac and didn't have many games, like we just wanted to play games. And yeah. you know, we go look at the service and there are no games there. And you know, it's it's not rocket science here. So
0: yeah. yeah. And it's the opposite problem that Steam has. Right, too. right. right. <laughs> so many, so many games. Yeah. Well <laughs> Requiem for OnLive. And I do we'll, uh,
1: we'll pour one out.
0: Yeah. Well, it's going to live on. What do you on. think Sony's going to – I yeah. mean, Sony has those it's, patents now. So yeah, are they going the to patents. use it to improve patents, patents, patentances? Are they going to improve patents? ps now or are they like
1: are they going to probably. make updates to that yeah. yeah i mean what it probably does is i mean they, they bought the patents so that they could protect their intellectual property so that when they do further things it probably means that they can now go ahead and go further with ps now then they, maybe they would have been able to go before without the fear of any sort of yeah. litigation see that's what i'm
0: excited about like i i have a vita i have a playstation 4 like i totally want to be able to play freaking tear away on my tv although i mean a Terra Unfolded is coming out this year. Don't let me start talking about Tearaway, the best game of all time. Okay, highly media molecule. It looks,
2: <laughs> it looks very, it looks like it's for kids, but I, I couldn't help but... child at I, heart. Say so what? I'm a child at heart. Oh, you certainly. Um, not even at heart. Not even at heart. Yes. Not even at heart. yes. <laughs> Not even at heart. Not even at heart. Uh what I was gonna say is when I saw his story, because like you, Christine, my first mind thought was like about the patents and uh, I couldn't help but think about the fact that, like, we covered a pretty depressing story about Sony a few episodes ago, where they're like basically <laughs> getting rid of all their hardware, and yeah. like consumer, em- <laughs> like consumer electronics is going down, and you know, like, so it makes a lot of it's sense all about the to games. me. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, PlayStation is doing very well. It's so. doing very well, and I mean, their camera division, I mean, their their sensor division is doing very well. Right, you know, those are kind of the two bright spots. Yeah.
2: So I don't know. It, it just. I was thinking about that in the sense that, you know, it's conceivable that in another decade, maybe Sony isn't around. And maybe this is kind of a way that they get to get stuff out. I don't know. It seems like a useful patent for a lot of different scenarios for them. So
0: that's true.
2: Yeah. What a happy story.
0: (laughs) We're all a little bit sad. Uh, and the other – our next story is also kind of sad because Facebook started a feature uh, that you've probably noticed called On This Day, which brings up a previous post that you made on that day in the past and reminds you of how great or how horrible, as the tale goes, that day may have been. Um, it's kind of it's a very similar to time hop and I'm actually not sure
1: I, I think time hop did come first. It did, um, it yeah. And I use that. I know I, I know I noticed that you use it. I see photos from you in high school Thank and you. I go, I go. You're really young,
0: please. <laughs>
1: Ah, i was a i was a lady
0: killer um yeah time hop is great you can link it up to facebook to instagram to twitter whatever and go you go to the app you make the choice to go look at that day and see what you did on that day facebook is has forced this feature on a lot of people and for me it's been pretty chill i'm kind of like okay this is just a repeat of time hop i don't really need this but for other people they've had the experience where they've seen a post about someone who has died, someone um, uh, horrible horrible things that have happened, buildings catching on fire etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So I guess the question that is coming out of this is how do you program an algorithm to detect the emotional <laughs> content of a post and, and make the tactful decision to not show it to you if you want to yeah. like engage with your users in that way and kind of remind them of their their good times with your product, how do you
1: avoid those emotional
0: pitfalls?
1: Well, right, and I think it's it's worth noting this isn't the first time they've run into these criticisms. You know, when they do their year-end review and they, they automatically pick a photo yeah. for kind of the cover thing, you know, people have been critical of that too because a lot of times the photos mm-hmm. that you use, the most frequent photos you have, might and- – Bring up very personal memories that you're not yeah. really sure about, yeah. and I mean, and I think that you're. I don't know. I'd love to hear uh, Bree's take, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you can. You can definitely do things where you can search for the context in words, sure. and, and you can and you can basically, you know, very much see sentiment from that. We've gotten really good at sentiment analysis from text. The problem is, everybody's post, especially on Facebook, is different because they're all personal. You know, so what mm-hmm. what I might write might be different, and and you furthermore, a post might be happy, but if how is the algorithm supposed to know that this person is no longer alive or that subsequent to writing about how happy you were to be on the date with Bob, Bob turned out to be a complete jackass who slept with Jenny. I mean, you know, like how, how those are things that An algorithm can't account for moreover. The bigger thing is, is when we're talking about photographs, you know, because it's, you can obviously can look at a photo and maybe determine, you know, this is violent. This is this, or this is that. Um, But how are you supposed to know whether a photo is going to conjure up a specific memory to someone? Um, so I don't really know how you get around, you know, I, I don't think there's any way you can do this where it doesn't potentially, you know, freak people out or make people uncomfortable, which is why I, my only advice would be to kind of do the time hop method, which is make it opt in rather yeah. than automatic. And, and you, sorry, it time hop did a, to engage it. yeah.
0: Yeah, sorry, interrupting you all over the place. TimeHop did a really cool thing on Valentine's Day where you could choose, you you open the app and it was like, do you want to see memories of this day or do you want to look at kittens instead? And you could like make that choice. So they they kind of, they didn't use any technology to make that decision, no algorithms to make that decision, but they asked you, the user, to input, you know, how are you feeling about this day? And I think that that was really cool. One of the things that Facebook does is um, it will not show... The updates uh, – if if someone has been listed as in a relationship with you and then delisted, they won't show that person. If it's a memorialized account, so a person who has died and you've marked their account as they're they are dead, it won't show that person. But like you said, there are so many more contacts, um, photos that aren't on that person's account, et cetera, et cetera, that make it really hard to deal with and – you are the technical person here.
2: <laughs> I mean, hundred well, percent. You're both a technical well, person, but hundred <laughs> percent use case is not going to be possible. You know, Christina, no. I first met you on App.net, yes. which is a, a social network, um, which I believe died because you had engineers trying to apply technical fixes to social problems yes. and you know i think in the same way it's like uh, some of the stuff is unsolvable i mean we you and i both know the the story about the 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 woman that had their their child die of cancer in horrific circumstances and then like facebook chooses to show that to them and yeah yeah, that's
1: that's horrific and yeah and and eric and eric wrote a post about that you know it was eric meyer's daughter and and he wrote a post about that and and people then attacked him for even criticizing facebook and he wasn't saying he was like he was like i wasn't trying to say they shouldn't do this or what i'm just saying this is how this made me feel and even facebook took note and said we should have kept some of those things in mind when choosing the cover photo. You know, yeah. we should have we should have made better you know choices. There were things we could have done to prevent this from being so painful. Where we said, "Oh, what a great year!" You know, that shows a yeah. photo of his of yeah. his now deceased you know beautiful daughter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's no way you can account for everybody's thing. It, um, it's and
2: imperfect. It, yeah. I yes. mean, so I I think the other thing here is. I, I, I just have to say, like I'm imagining, like using this a year from now, like having like the worst moments of GamerGate throw back up in my face, yeah. you know. <laughs> but you know, I have to say, for me, if that happened, like I don't think of my life as just. I maybe this is just my personality, but I don't need Facebook to shield me from my life right. event with algorithms, and like my mm. life is it's full of happy moments and, and horrible moments, just like anyone else's. And I don't know, for me, when I see something like that, like I sit there with the pain, and I I, I sit with it for a minute. And it's, you know, just because it's not happy, it's it's still my life. Right, so yeah. I, I, I can say for me, personally, I don't need it to, to filter that. Um, but I don't know. I, I also wouldn't really respond to this. This I don't know. I yeah. This isn't a feature I'm really demanding. You know, like this is not the <laughs> droid I want from Facebook. It's so.
0: not what we wanted. It's yeah. sort of the, the case where he, I guess in this case, I would always err on the side of the most vulnerable people who are using the service. Sure. And Eric used a really, the words that he used in his post were the ideal user is, This happy, upbeat Facebook user who is posting their best memories, you know, their Instagram and their food and showing off for their friends and presenting this happy facade. But that's not the life that we live. And that's Facebook has become so ubiquitous that it's not just where we share the great things that happened to us or what we're doing that day. It's where we share really emotional stuff. Right. Um, So, yeah. And like you said, there's no really good way to deal with that.
1: No, I mean, I think that's the challenge that Facebook has always kind of faced is the fact that, you know, they've been around for a decade now and, you know, some of us, I've been using Facebook since 2005 and and so literally, you know, the last 10 years of my life, moments of it, I, I've been pretty careful about all the things I share on Facebook. But, you know, better or worse, 10 years of my life or, or parts of my life are on this network. And if I'd shared more and if I'd been more about, you know, using it truly to kind of journal things um, I could see, you know, for some people it being really troubling. I, I'm kind of like you, Brie. I kind of don't need to be shielded from it. But at the same time, I also, you know, people do use this, use the service for so many different reasons. And many times they do kind of use it as their outlet for things. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, you know, in the case of – I will say one thing that does always bother me. Um, my aunt and uncle died two days after Thanksgiving in, in 2011 um, in a car accident. And um, they um, – Neither of their accounts are, I guess, marked as memorial things. So I'm not really even sure how to do that. That might be kind of a new feature where you can designate that people who are gone. But my aunt's birthday every year, I get a notification that it's her birthday, you know, mm-hmm. and then I get invites to invite her to like a page, and that's always jarring. Oh, and even though, you know, that's oh, always jarring. Oh. Same thing with my, my a friend of mine who who died. Um, God, um, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be. It'll be five years in um, um, June. Um, unexpectedly, he's my 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 best friend in college, and his parents didn't want to mark his page as in memoriam, so it's been left basically as as it was right be- you know before he died. Mm-hmm. And it's the same sort of thing where you know every time his birthday happens, you know you get a notification. And sometimes oh. you get invites. Do you want to invite this person to play this game with you? And it's it's oh, jarring. Geez you know i mean especially since you know jeff was somebody who i was on facebook with like from the beginning so it's yeah. a weird you know th- those are the sorts of things that bother me frankly more than the you know this is what you did a year ago thing yeah um but it is kind of becoming a reality and i mean my space was dealing with this a decade ago you know where when people die what happens to our accounts and what happens to those things and and we do focus so much i think with social media and with, with these tools on putting out the facade of the good things. We forget that so many of these things document sad times too and that the life changes. Mm-hmm. So it's there's no way I, I'm with Bree, there's no way you can kind of program for this to be a perfect scenario. But um I don't know, maybe maybe the better thing to do would make it, you know, an opt-in process. And and I am glad at least to know that they're doing the things that you said they're doing, Simone not showing certain accounts and if it's somebody that you were in a relationship with and are no longer in one with, they're not yeah. doing those things. That's, I think, a really good first step. I think that's, you know, uh, to a certain point, it's going to get to a point they can only do what they can do mm-hmm. and they're I mean, always yeah. going to make mistakes. I mean, um, the
2: perfect is the enemy of the good
1: and, I mean, yeah. if they can make changes
2: to this algorithm, they can't, like, roll out a perfect algorithm next mm-hmm. year, but they can use, like you were saying, semantic, uh, like, algorithm on there. I personally have noticed Facebook has showed me drastically infinitely fewer pictures of my my friends children's pictures like there was yeah. a there's a point where that's all that facebook was, all was for same. me at some point was like, they figured like, it out Yeah, like, stop. i was like i was like how like, do you make
1: it stop that well, please they, tell me i, can I don't know because yeah because sometimes i mean i don't look i love my friends you just ignore them, them? I I've noticed there's a
2: thing where if you stop interacting with someone for a while, they just will just stop in your timeline. Yeah, will Um. go like, Oh my God, I haven't heard from my friend Jenny in forever. And then I look at her, she's been doing awesome stuff. She's disappeared (laughs) off my timeline.
1: So Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, and I I typically have like multiple kind of private lists of things that people have like I want to make sure I keep up with because Facebook for me is a chore in a lot of ways. You know, I I catch up with things that I can, but I have too many other things going on to really be able to be on it like a, and i've never been able to be on it like a normal person i've always been on it as a media figure um basically you know since 2007 and so it's been different for me i mean i used it in college and then once i started writing professionally it became a very different mm-hmm. um world for me to be in so you know um but yeah exactly i mean they're they're they do do a good job of figuring out things that you do engage with and things you don't engage with and kind of try to show you more and and less of those things um which uh, which I mean is honestly, I mean, they they have really smart people working there. They're trying oh, to do yeah. Yeah. they're trying to do the right thing. I mean, I think that the the point of all of this is they're trying to create some of value. I mean, they're copying time hop because yeah. time hop is popular and works. Um, there's always gonna be edge cases and there's only so much you can do about that. But um yeah. I mean ultimately it comes down to a and users, users will respond to this is that all of the, the backlash and, and the outcries aside, is this adding value? For the regular people, and we've got to keep in mind that you know Facebook is always one of those platforms where the vocal minority is, gets disproportionate amount of, of press coverage compared to you know the the billion plus people that use the the network. Yep, um, many times very happily. You know. Yeah.
0: Returning back to user choice briefly, um, I think that. When if it were an opt in service, I think it would still be pretty popular because I, I agree. People are very we're very egotistical. Like mm-hmm. I are. have time hop because I like to see oh, I was doing I said something funny two years ago or you know, stuff like that. Like I think that a lot of people would choose to see it if they could. So. No, I
1: agree with that. I agree with that. I mean I, I use um service think up, which is similar in, in one of the Ooh, things it does. ThinkUp. I love, love think up so much. Looking it's that. a it's a Twitter service that basically you know, analyzes <laughs> no. your Twitter stream and works for Facebook too and gives you insights into how to use it better and like I love that it'll say a year ago this is what you this was your most popular tweet you know nice. and it reminds me of things and yeah. and and they've tried to be very good too about <laughs> kind of finding the right balance of memories and and not you know going into that potentially you know um, upsetting place but they're they're difficult challenges you know Gina and Neil have both talked about how. Wow they you know fight with the, the right language for things and yeah. and whatnot um and Can i say
2: it, like sometimes i will use the f-bomb on my twitter and i'm like i yes. think up is gonna yell at me about this i know it's gonna <laughs> yell at me and then i will get an email later it will say f-bombs
1: rain from the sky <laughs> <And be> like, <gasps> <and be> like, <laughs> yeah no i love it i mean they're like they're like yeah you gave up this is how many f's you gave this year or this month um which yeah they, they, i love that i love that so much <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh.
2: God! I, so Simone, I mean, I'm curious. What do you? I I feel like you didn't really. I mean, how how do you feel about that? Like, I mean, if if you saw this happening, like, you got a really bad memory. Like, is that something? Like, are you looking for a positive experience from Facebook? Like, what what is? Is this something you're
0: looking for? You know, I'm kind of torn on that because um, I I always I'm the kind of person who will. Okay, so there's a service for Tumblr called Tumblr Savior where you can block certain things from showing up, right? I don't use it because I know that I would absolutely click on the post and unhide it and look at it, and then I'd be mad about Glee or something like that. Hmm. For me, I think that it wouldn't be a big deal even if I did have horrible traumatic memories. Um, Then again, I don't have horrible traumatic memories, so I – how I I should really put myself in the shoes of the people who do and who don't want to relive that. Like I said before, I think that it is best to respect your most, your most vulnerable people. And from a, from a a human perspective, I would say that just having it be as simple as opting in, um, would be the best choice just to to respect all the, the multitude of experiences that we have as humans. Um, and there was, as a technical problem, like you said, I don't think that there, I, I'm okay that they that there is no way to solve that really, beyond making um, Terminator or something <laughs> <laughs> to sense our emotions. But like I do think it's important that technology become more sensitive to people's emotions in a in the long run, just because I mean. We're all we're all really complicated people, and hopefully someday the technology that we use will be able to fully reflect how messy and filthy our life experiences are. Yeah,
2: can I say something about that? Yeah, go like, for it. So, you know, something I struggle with is the same part of my personality that makes me like. You know, hell yeah, let's go do a startup. And, you know, hell yeah, let's go mouth off to Gamergate and see what happens. Like, mm-hmm. that same, like, I don't know what to call it. I mean, I, I think, like, I, I, I'm I, concerned about people's feelings around me. But, like, if I'm attacked, it doesn't bother me. Like, it doesn't affect mm-hmm. me in the same way. And there's a very engineering kind of mindset that just kind of makes you go, Yeah. Well, if people feel that way, they're stupid. And it's, it's like my gut reaction sometimes when I read this, but I know it's so unbelievably wrong. (laughs) And you know, like there, there's a rich array of, of personalities and like, I, you know, if you read about the way people, like, process information and about, like, how they experience different emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, Christina and I, like, Christina, I'm assuming, like, you also will just speak your mind. And if people are upset by it, that doesn't really bother you. But there
1: are people no, no. out there that are really bothered by that, <laughs> you know, and it affects it affects. So what happens they, when you've had people actively not like you, I think. You right. get a really, you, you just, you stop caring. At least that's right. how I, I, I no, am. No, it's, yeah. like, it's completely I, I the I, same like, way. Like, like i own i own i you have to own well that and i think maybe years and years of therapy i've become very self-aware <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's <always> the biggest <laughs> thing. i've become very self-aware of many years of therapy so i'm usually thinking something way worse about myself than what someone else could say Aww. um in a certain point i'm like well yeah you don't have to like me that's okay but yeah there are some people who it really bothers them and it becomes yeah. really upsetting yeah. for them to be you know part of that i'm not ju- i don't want to judge that at all because some well, people it's a really upsetting thing you know it, to have it, to
2: yeah, I mean that's basically my message. I don't. Yeah. I, we're kind of saying like this can't yeah. be solved here, but you know, I want to make it really clear that you know, like that that's a valid thing for Facebook to work on, you know, because they've <laughs> got to reach everyone in the entire world, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point that you need to, they need to be aware of their most vulnerable users, yeah. and yeah. and I mean, I think especially when it comes to. You know, kids and, and, and parents, you know, who are kind of their core base, you know, young, younger teenagers and, and then, you know, people who are maybe going through other things. I mean, just, yeah, be on the lookout knowing that a lot of people use Facebook for a lot of different reasons. A lot of people use Facebook in very emotional ways and Facebook is very core to their emotional being and, and kind of their their identity, and oh, wow. it's, it's, it's worthwhile, <laughs> but, but, but it is but it is for a lot of people true, because yeah. it is the primary network. It's where you chat with your friends. If you think about all the chats you have, if you think about the conversations, the groups you are be- – and it might not be the case for, for us or even people in our audience. But for a lot of people who spend a ton of time on Facebook, I mean, that's a big – that's like their email. That's like their web browser. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a lot of things for them. And, and so you've got to, I think, be aware of what, that, what that's about.
2: I think that's well said. I think that's well said. So do we, uh, we're 58 minutes in. Do we want to do the next topic super quickly and then get to what we're doing this week? Sounds good let's to me.
0: Blast through it. Let's go fast and furious. <laughs> 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 oh, <yeah. laughs> See, we need this because we do need a little levity to, you know, just let's just bring things up a little bit. Bring things up. Oh no, but it's sad because Paul. I was gonna sad. say. I was about to say. No, it it's too. not oh. fun. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> That's the last
1: one. I was about to say that someone. I was like, no, you're saying oh, it's no. Well. It's not like, I was like, no, but you're wrong because we all have to be sad. It's so, it's so wrong.
0: <laughs> but the movies sad. are so great. Oh. Have you guys have you guys seen the seventh Fast and Furious movie yet? I, I right.
2: was going to deny it until I realized i had to record Rocket. So
0: uh, <laughs> I like how we were to- we brought this up as a topic, and you were like, "Yeah, we should talk about that." I'm going to see it tonight, and I was like, "Oh wow, she's going to a movie after we podcast." I guess I could the try to talk is- Frank into it.
2: I, I so <laughs> this is how I lure Frank over to the movie. Sometimes I go. Shamrock Shake. <laughs> 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 and then it will, like, get him out of the house. I'll be like, oh, sweetie, we're right next to the movie theater. Maybe we can go see... <laughs> you know, basically, what I'm saying is manipulating your spouse through sugar is a good method. It's a, psychologically... You're yes.
0: Oreos all the yes. way to the agency, and you're like, That's oh, right.
2: that, who's this? That he doesn't even know we're in Fast and Furious, so... <laughs> can, can I just say, I... Okay, and this show's gonna get girly. I love but- paul walker i have yep. had the biggest crush on him forever and oh, it he was-, was so cute oh <sighs> And Life the way was... he died was so awful. like if you' gotta die, like he died in the most awesome way. you can die
1: like no, I mean oh, yeah. yeah I mean he you presume what he loved was terrible. Yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah no I mean no I mean like, the thing therapy, with the exception therapy. of Tokyo Drift, uh I I can deal with all the fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. I cannot deal with Tokyo drift it was at awful all. awful this is terrible to me that's like the one like we we wrote a post that went up today about basically like um that somebody wrote about how like what I learned from watching all the Fast and the Furious movies in a, in a row. And uh, it's kind of funny. And, and, and I have to say, like, I wish I could have told, you know, whoever wrote this. It was like, actually, you know what? You did not need to do Tokyo Drift. You you would have been completely fine without yeah. it because no one was in it. No one cared. It, it, um,
2: it, it, it tears I apart the mythology. My, oh, God. It's so bad. Oblivion.
0: So bad. <laughs> so sure. have, yeah, have a white guy go to Japan and he'll be friends with right. non-Asian people. And, I mean, yay for having people of color in that movie i think he was his best friend was the black guy and then his girlfriend was was she was she latina i don't remember
2: i haven't seen that for so long but it was I just was really what, the, like the, the let's original, go to japan or, and ignore yeah, asian tough. people
1: yeah, yeah Yeah basically yeah and then none of the stars were in it which that was the worst thing like yeah Paul Tyrese and Vin were not in it, like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't didn't know.
0: Didn't Vin I... have a cameo in the like credits, the after credits scene? I, I don't remember. I don't it was remember. You didn't get that far. You turned it off. Protective, <laughs> protective.
2: No, I think uh, the reason this works is you know, I, I think it taps into something where we all feel like the hero because, like, Look, I've got to admit it, it's it's reasonably possible at this point in my life that I'm not going to be bitten by a radioactive spider. And, sick. you know, I-, I, I know, but it's but I could go, like, soup up my, my Honda Accord, you know? Like, <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I think it's, like, an achievable superhero fantasy. Does, does that make sense? Like, what do you guys say? Yeah.
0: yeah, and I... <laughs> explosions with just enough context to warrant them heck yeah Yeah. beautiful people driving very quickly there's something very romantic about fast cars like even in my car which is older than i am again it's from 1988 i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that you know
1: hate you in your i know you do hate me but even (laughs) if i I don't i love you
0: i know i know you love me it's because i'm young i can still you know i have a future ahead of me (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. Uh-huh. The point is,
0: even oh when I'm driving very fast in my ancient car that is falling apart, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a badass." So, yeah, this this appeals to a very an, a, a fantasy that is d- buried deep within us.
1: No, I just I, I agree with you guys. I think the the movies are tons of fun. I don't even have a driver's license. I enjoy watching them. I like car movies, you know, whether it's Steve McQueen and Bullet, or uh, Ooh, there's yeah. a really, really there's a really, really terrible movie called Driven, starring Sylvester Stallone. Yes, and, uh, I remember awful. that. Oh, it's, it's an so awful. Cool. It's Stella Warren. It's so awful. In the hot guy, the guy who's the German Tom Cruise, who is in, who is the really good looking guy who was in Inglorious Bastards. Um, he like he's gorgeous. He's the, he truly is like the German Tom Cruise. But he ends <laughs> up winning the girl, Estella Warren, in it, and Kit Pardew does not, which is a weird way to end. But that's with Formula One. It's a terrible. Terrible, terrible movie. It's from the guy that did Ronin. Um, but oh, it, I watched it I and that. I saw it. Tw- I but I watched it. I, I watched it twice in the theater, and I bought <gasps> the DVD because the car scenes are so good. Nice. So for me, even though I don't drive, like you have me at a good car scene, like yeah. which is why I can watch all the Fast and the Furious films except for Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> will not speak of it because if you don't even have Tyrese. I mean, like, Tyrese was, like, the poor man's Vin, right? And then Vin finally came back, so we were all, like, awesome, gold, cool, the, the whole, the, the game's back together. And then Tyrese stuck around, too, and we were like, okay, well, cool. But, like, when you didn't even have Tyrese in, like, Tokyo Drift, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out. Like, I need, yeah, Christina sorry. Christina
2: Warren is judging you basically that's your He's message like, yeah, th- yeah Christina that when is, are
1: you taking is. over the Fast and Furious franchise oh my gosh I'm not I'm not um Chris uh. Ziegler from the Verge should take over the Fast and Furious <gasps> he really
2: should that dude yeah. so I have to like I grew up in Mississippi so like I actually I remember one one year I fell so in love with one of the boys on my street and he was rebuilding a car I would go out there uh. and I learned oh so God. much about putting together cars because I would just sit there and be like Oh, okay. What do you need? It's like <laughs> you're learning to take this apart. So it's like, and, and so I, I really do love cars, and like it, it's like a, a love that I share with my husband. And, mm-hmm. You know, like we have, like I really. Um, Something I've been thinking about, splurging about for a long time, is like I want to get like a really nice sports car. You know, like Ooh. I want like a, a Porsche Boxster or you know something <gasps> that's, like that. That's Grand Stream car. I, I really Grant do. Loves a and You know, like I have a, a Honda CBR six hundred RR motorcycle, like a Kira sports bike. So like I love this stuff. <laughs> and I I don't know. It's like you talk to Chris Ziegler, and he's on. Like he really knows his stuff. Like he can talk at the the fuel intake for this car, and he's like on top of it. So that guy is
0: so cool I love him I love cars I romanticize them (laughs) I don't know but you have the worst car on earth (laughs) my car has lived more than more than I have it is a a beautiful strong proud machine that has served me well has kept me safe through car accidents and (laughs) all kinds of things. So
2: I'll tell you what, Simone, you drive that car to, I will win if I'm on a motorcycle. (laughs) I can beat a Porsche on my motorcycle. No, you're on foot. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, bring that, bring your car over to my house and we'll get it in the garage and we will like do an exhibit on it. And we will pimp Simone's, what's your car again? What's your car
1: again? Toyota Tercel.
2: Toyota Tercel i have no idea how we'll make that awesome like maybe we'll put batmobile fins on it but Freaking we will we will make that awesome
0: so the only thing we is bo- i don't think my car could make it across the country because i don't think it could even make it to oregon <laughs> see you're such a pit my ride kid this is to-
1: this is really yeah. flashbacks the whole yeah. pent my ride thing i love yeah. that show i love that show is that even on though it was parts of a fake yeah. no it's not but it's on youtube Okay. Oh, nice. find, people have uploaded it to YouTube so you can enjoy exhibit and we can all be like oh my god they totally put a candy corn the kitty uh, cotton candy machine in some kids car it's awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. oh, I live in the should, dream. I think we
2: should
0: finish up. Yeah. So, Brianna, what are you up to this week?
2: Oh, man. So, last week, uh, you know, I've only been home for eight days in the last five weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Um, So, I went and did two colleges, um, which was, yeah, they were both really, really good um, speaking engagements. It was... um, yeah, I got to hang out with Patrick Klepik, um, you oh, know, nice. who moved over to Kotaku. He did the last one with me, um, Samantha Coleman, and uh, Maddie Myers. So, like, hey. we're all in um, Iowa. They put us up in this, like, really super nice, super pimp hotel in Iowa that's, like, part, like, charming, like, like like you know, rustic, unique hotel, and part The Shining. <gasps> so, yeah, <amazing>. it's, like, <laughs> terrifying, <laughs> But then I have like a rubber ducky in my tub. That's a jacuzzi, and it's like I don't know if this is awesome or if this is terrible. But we all got to hang out. And it was it was just really great because I didn't know Patrick Klepek uh, as well as I did. Um, you know, Maddie I knew pretty well. Samantha I'd, I'd never well I met her once in an Oculus Rift party. So it was it was really cool. But uh, it's also it's always so weird when you know i go and you know i tell my story and then like you're mobbed by people afterwards they're like thank you brianna oh you're a hero or oh you're so awesome it is like so deeply uncomfortable where i'm like you know it's like um, i'm just a person you know just (laughs) doing my thing So um, we did that and flying out to Columbia next week for one. Um, We're actually doing some really cool stuff at Giant Space Cat. Um, I I can't talk about the financial details, but I would love your your feedback on this. So we are asking ourselves if we were going to license some IPs, um, what would be Mm. some really good fits for Giant Space Cat? Like the ones at the top of our list are, um, we think Battlestar Galactica (gasps) would be a really cool fit for like a telltale Battlestar Galactica game. Um, We think Buffy would be a really good fit. We think Firefly would be a good fit. Um, We think Gem and the Holograms would be a good fit. Uh, We think The Expanse, which is kind of a new um, show that's coming on Sci Fi uh, channel, we think that would be a good fit. Like, what do you guys think? If we did a telltale style like cinematic game and got Um, the license for that what would you what do you think we could work with well
0: obviously my my life story
2: your life story okay (laughs) okay (laughs) how much would you charge us to license
0: that Uh, five million dollars. Five million dollars.
2: Um, I'll talk to our people about that. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah.
0: Thanks. I'll make it worth it for you. I'll do something really cool tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be exciting. No, No, I I, Oh God, that's so exciting. Like when you say the the vast array of things that are possible, it's like, oh, my brain freezes up. I was thinking, like, you
2: could do the GI Joe property. I have talked to people that like licensed mm. out the toy line and that. I would love to do like a cinematic, awesome game with the women of GI Joe. Like that would be awesome. That you know would be what I super mean? cool. What do you think, Christina?
1: Battlestar. Battlestar, all the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just it's just done, still right? The yeah, star. like you, I would totally, I would totally yeah. like to see that sort of thing of, of, of the obviously of Ron Moore's. Mm. Um, right, right. Not, not the original, of course. Because what about X Files? I was actually thinking that Ooh. too. Simone. I was thinking X Files would be kind of cool. That would be, th- and that could be a cool tie-in if you could get that, since they're bringing it yeah. back.
0: And Maybe. they're doing that with Game of Thrones and Telltale. So,
1: uh, no, actually, I just, I just came up with it. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. No. I've never seen Twin
2: Peaks. I have to admit. What's wrong so with you? I'm
1: sorry. Is it on Netflix? Christina, yes. I have okay. to Okay. Well, I, I don't know what's wrong with either of you, but yes, because there are, it's, it's all it's centered around the murder of the prom queen. And uh, who kind of led a double life and it's amazing. And there are lots of strong female characters and weird people and weird things and mysteries and it's it would actually be perfect for that sort of game. But I think X Files would work too. Um, and uh, I just had one and I just lost it. But yeah. I um, think if
2: you did Battlestar, you would want to do it on the Pegasus, which is one of the best stories ever. And I think those voice actors, you could get them on the show. And then you've got... Uh, who is uh, G Six playing on there? Gina in Vienna or something yep. like that? Like you could get her into the studio. But I would almost want to work with X Files just to get Jillian Anderson into her studio. Oh like my god! Did be. you
0: guys read the article? I like did. That? Yes, yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Jillian Anderson I, confirmed bisexual. Yes, and I thought that was teacher, fantastic. girlfriend. Amazing. Like,
2: yeah, <laughs> get in line, Simmons. <laughs> so.
1: Okay, so so what about Clueless? Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, mm. Paul Rudd. But also Alicia and, and I mean, RIP Brittany Murphy and all, but, like, yeah, no, I mean, but seriously, yeah. what about Clueless? Because that would be amazing. That would 20th be really anniversary. anniversary. Cool. 20th anniversary is in July. You could get that for a song, I would mm-hmm. imagine. <laughs> they did Paramount did actually do an iPhone game for Clueless um, cool. in 2009, I want to say, huh. 2010. But it was kind of like a free-to-play Facebook thing that they tried to do and it didn't really work. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I bet you could probably get it for a song. And considering how much um uh, like culture credit still has and it is kind of a female empowerment story i mean you know she is clueless but she she's awesome and it's great
2: well i mean obviously whatever we do is going to have that angle so i don't know we'll think about it maybe uh if you're listening to this like tweet me this week if you have ideas about properties we should start talking about so the unbreakable
1: kimi schmidt all right now i'm done
2: i i watched that this i've only got um i only got through the first episode but that is i don't understand why people are mad at that that show is i funny. love it that show it's is hilarious so
1: funny it's so funny
2: it I, gets better, it gets I, was, better I was trying to remember i'm like what are my friends yelling at this show about again <laughs> like like what are they upset about i don't understand so
1: yeah great show cool christina what are you up to this week Um, Well, um, not too much that I can talk about. I'll have a lot more to talk about next week. Um, (laughs) But um, one thing I'm actually working on that will will be up in the next day or so is while we're talking about these things, I'm very upset with the whole notion that everything is getting rebooted and revived. Some things we're excited about, other things like the rumored Full House Netflix series about Kimmy Mm. Gibbler and DJ Tanner, like I guess in their 30s, like whatever, 40s, whatever, like raising families – Stop! We know millennials <laughs> like 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 me will buy anything repackaged, but stop with this whole like you know just repackaging nostalgia train. It's terrible. So I'm writing an op-ed basically railing against the fact that television keeps just reviving old ideas rather than coming up with new ones.
2: I can't. That is I awesome. Mean- Full house doesn't really hold up. Like I remember being No, it does. No. no, it, it doesn't like this is No, it very doesn't. Yeah. It Doesn't
1: hold up. Like say by the bell holds up. Full house does not. Just like and I'm going to I'm going to say it. Boy meets world does not hold up. No. It didn't hold up then. Nope. And girl meets world did not need to happen. I mean it just anyway, I, I can't you guys, but I will have a full off ed right bells against these things. So
2: can you just have yourself reading the op-ed on, on like, YouTube or something? I think that that's, would be amazing. Actually, I think that's a really good idea. Okay. I, I, really, I want to see idea. that. Make that happen.
0: Yes. Or just come read it on the show next yeah. week. We'll devote, yeah. yeah, just. We'll
2: have the whole show just being, like, Christina <laughs> loses it.
0: Brianna <laughs> and I will sit back, during some cocktails. That be great. Christina you know will rant great. about TV. Christina rant about TV for yeah. endless amounts of time. I would yeah, watch yeah, that no. show, though. I would 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we I really should. A good
2: YouTube show. We should spin off an episode and just say like, for whatever, like our twenty fifth show or whatever. We say like, guys, we're not going to talk about tech this week. It's going to be like just us talking on TV for the entire show. <laughs> like I we could should talk do that.
1: About basketball anime. Yes, we we want you to do. We, we I mean, look, we keep saying this, and I'm serious. I think we need to do an entire segment on basketball anime. Sure. Or, your your or, or sports anime in general, so that someone can just geek out about it because. It's awesome, and I want to learn more. I don't know anything about the subculture, and I'm intrigued. Hell
0: yeah! I, well, I, when it when it's the right time, I will I will totally bring next that. Next week table. is oh wait
1: no, next week is our no next, all, this
0: this whole yeah. month is horrible. This so. whole month this is
1: terrible. So we will do Let's it nothing too hard. Yeah, we'll do it after all of our travelness is over, and we're yes. back to a more normal schedule.
0: Cool. So I guess that does actually segue nicely into what I'm doing this week. Uh, I'm actually going tonight to pick up a figurine of one of my favorite characters from basketball anime. I'm going down to Soccer Con, downtown Seattle, and I'm going to pay $30 a check for my, my, my lovely... Rocco and <laughs> I'm gonna put him on my mantelpiece and I'm not ashamed of that
2: Will you Facebook me the name of this so I can just have some basis of what we're talking about so I can like share this experience with you because I want I will... to know these characters but yeah it. I don't know anything I, totally
0: do but that. I love it yeah I will, I, ha- I have a lot of complicated feelings on the balance between sports and slice of life in sports anime and on how a show like Kurobas which is it has a lot of flaws a lot of flaws but it has tapped into something some animal desire in me for shows about interpersonal relationships between high school boys anyway <laughs> and on that note <laughs> Brianna where can we find you online
2: Ah, uh, it's Fiskako.
0: Heck yeah. Christina, where can we find you? You can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters. I'm coming soon to the YouTube series Christina Yells About TV.
1: Uh, yes, exactly. And I think that's actually what it's going to be called com. I'm,
0: I'm trying to think of the acronym for that. Cat. Anyway, and you can find me at DoomQuasar on Twitter and at pixelkin.org. And that's us. We still need a catchphrase sign out
2: that's gotta be the title
1: c-y-a-t c-y-a-t has C yet c-y-a-t, <laughs> C-Y-A-T. It, which makes sense since my nickname is c-mac so it's even better that's, nice. that's perfect that's perfect awesome um i'm gonna try to go trick
2: prank and seeing fast and sufficient with the shamrock shake